uh, before we do anything else, I did just want to mention real quick, this being the 29th episode of Season 3, including our epilogue episodes, makes this the 100th episode of Make Believe Heroes. Woo! Yeah! Woo, 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 woo. Woo. I'm so pumped. We did it. Now we're we're done, right? N- no. Uh, Can you really believe it? This been? has been a... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I mean, kind of. You know, I was thinking about it. Um... My daughter is two and a half, a little over. She'll be three in July. And as long as she has been alive, I've been working on this podcast. Like, we didn't release it until like the January after she was born. Mm-hmm. But I've been, we were started recording that summer and I was talking about it already and, and we were working toward it. And it, like her, as long as she has been a part of my life, this has been a part of my life, which is insane. Yeah. That's incredible. Which one do you love more? Her, <laughs> uh, he's got two babies. I, know. I do love the show. I, 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 I also I have a I have a, a son on the way, a boy, <gasps> Joe. I think I've mentioned it. Oh my god, Abraham, right? Uh, it's close. His name is going to be Samuel Lincoln, and we're going to call him Link. Oh yeah. He go to town. He go to save the Princess Zelda. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, took her away. Now the children don't play to Link. Link, save the day. Hallelujah. <laughs> Link, fill up your hearts so you can shoot your sword of power. Okay, you guys are going to have to like, record this. I've never heard uh, that. You've never heard that? No. That's amazing. And when you're feeling all down, the fairy will come around so you'll be brave. And not the sissy coward. <laughs> Uh, yes. Anyway, uh, 100 episodes of listening to Jeffrey scream into his <laughs> microphone at the beginning of every episode. It's the worst. It really is not okay. We should put all the intros together. There's no better group of people I would rather do 100 episodes with than you guys Aww. and Red and the rest who've been a part of this. Uh, and here's for many, many more. I don't know how many more, but many more. Awesome. Paul, it's been great. No more. And also, we love you guys. Thank you for sticking around. We love you. We love you so much. Paul, you've done a great job. This has been a great D&D experience. Yeah, it's been decent, I guess. It's been yeah. awesome. It's been all right, I guess. Hopefully, we can stick to landing. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's a landing? When's the landing? I don't know. <laughs> we're not even... It may be a crash. <laughs> I thought we were just going to do this forever. We're not in the descent yet, but uh, this story does have a finite lifespan uh, hopefully we can bring it in and then we'll see what the future holds but uh thank you all for making this podcast possible i love dnd i love getting to tell this story and uh, it's meant a lot to me it still does mean a lot to me and uh yeah i'm gonna that's enough me being sentimental 100 episodes yeah yeet skeet skeet we did it this is a podcast where we play dungeons and dragons with each other what? Do we? Wow. Sometimes. Are you sad? That was a sad boy uh, intro. He's grinning from ear to ear. He's not <laughs> sad. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And welcome Hello. to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons Adventure. I'm your Dungeon Master. My name is Paul. And tonight, like most nights, 
well, like most every other Thursday nights, I am joined by four <laughs> friends of mine. Hey guys, it's Jeremy, and I play Sut Saurus. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm the DM. Oh. <laughs> I am Alan Boone, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> and I also play Char. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. Uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who do you play? I play Sir Vance off the wall. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I do. For at least one more episode. Uh, hey. Oh my gosh. Hey. Welcome back. Uh, He's been threatening us since we sat down tonight. He hates us. It's he been has. it's it's been a fun uh, sort of vibe so far. Uh, it's been a while since we played. Uh, you know, life has been crazy, and it's getting crazier by the minute. Literally unprecedented. Crazy times. Uh, but unprecedented. Yeah, no presidents. And we've been away from one another uh, a little bit. The NBH peeps have. I'm uh, I'm excited to roll some dice tonight. Me too. I'm not. I'm a little nervous. I'm not. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm just totally comfortable with my characters dying now. Is that, is that right? <laughs> That's just something you accepted. No, Paul. No, I'm not. Are you sure? I mean, you know, I can fulfill that. I'm basically okay with anyone dying except for Saul. Okay, so Saul dies tonight. Oh my gosh, I'm leaving. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm nice. Okay. So uh, we are not friends. <laughs> those of you that are caught up and listening now, you know that our party is about to enter into some unknown territory, potentially dangerous territory. Uh, so I'm having a lot of fun. Teasing them, but uh, we we do we do want to get into the fun, roll some dice, have some some D and D. But before we do, uh, I do want to just give a quick shout out to all of our patrons who are big fans of ours, who love us, who support us, uh, and say thank you, thank you for being a supporter of our show on Patreon.com/slash Make Believe Heroes. We got a lot of really cool rewards over there. You can go check them out uh, if you support us. Even at the $1 level, you can get access to our Discord, which is filled with awesome people Ooh. who love our show and love to talk about anything from anime to our podcast to video games to the different foods that people eat in different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, just what ifs. You should go and check out our Patreon and you should support us if you can and you love our show. And if you do, we will shout your name from the mountaintops like I'm going to do right now for our newest patron. Jamie, okay, how do you say this last name? Jamilicus. C-I-A-M-B-O-R. Mm. Kiambor? Siambor? Say that again. C-I-A-M-B-O-R. C-I-A! <laughs> F-B-I? Kiambor? 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 Is, it, is, yeah. it, is that right? Kiambor? Kiambor? <clears throat> Jamie! Siambre! We thank you so much for being a patron, and we apologize for ruining your last name. Uh, you should be like Jamie and support us, and we will. Uh, we love you. We will love you, and we will thank you. Yes, thank you, James. We will also butcher your last name. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, yeah. If you want your last name butchered, support us. Jeffrey's a monster. Jams. At patreon.com. Now, we typically read a five star review. Tonight, we're going to instead uh, read an email. Ooh, that's different. Got an email last night from a new listener. An emu. This email <laughs> is entitled Literal Screaming. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. 
That's what it's titled. This podcast, I've found, is an absolute dream come true. I've been listening to D&D podcasts for two years now. Never actually played a campaign myself more than two sessions. Each one I found was hilarious and fun, and they told great stories, but they're all very not appropriate. I'd feel guilty listening to them, but there just wasn't anything else. Then I stumbled on to you guys just randomly on Apple Podcast, which was weird. I don't browse much. I checked it out, saw it wasn't marked explicit, and checked the reviews. I had no idea that I just stumbled on something I would come to love so much. I've cried so many times and laughed out loud with headphones in public. <laughs> Side note, Lark was a jerk. Oh, yeah. But I was so invested in his character arc that he's my favorite character of season one. Same. Wow. No joke. This is Laz. I cried multiple times during his specific scenes. Why does Jeremy always make characters with daddy issues? <laughs> Uh, that's weird that's funny do you feel called out Jeremy I feel very called out somebody, somebody just totally just creeped into my personal space that was great uh, hey just so everybody knows my dad is bomb.com yeah, yeah he's, sure. he's great he's sure. basically amazing so uh, there is nothing so Jeremy's nothing adopted <laughs> Okay. Totally adopted. Oh, sorry. Oh no. Oh, oh, I totally. oh, oh no. Oops. The only reason I haven't thrown myself into Patreon is because I'm scared of spoilers in the Discord server. I don't blame you. You guys, spoilers! Are, you guys are amazing and incredible. I've had the most amazing time listening to seasons one and two while stuck in my house for quarantine, and it's made life way more bearable. Tell Jeffrey for me that every time he referenced Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess, that I just casually happen to be playing it at the same time. That's fortuitous. Weird. Anyways, sorry that's so scatterbrained and hard to read. I swear I know how to format an email. I just really wanted to let you guys know how much I appreciate you. Sincerely, Marissa. That is awesome. Yedicus Kajedicus. <laughs> what? Yedicus Kajedicus? Okay. So uh, that was a pretty awesome email. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for the email, Marissa. Um, it's uh, it's always great to hear from fans that have connected with our stories. And I agree, Lark is uh, season one is Lark's arc. So we hope to hear more from you soon. Hopefully on the Discord server. Uh, in you know once you get caught up and no longer have fear of spoilers, hop in. We'd love to chat. Uh, that's enough for now. Hopefully you're all doing well. Just wanted to show some appreciation for our fans. And let you guys know that we th are thinking of you, and uh, thank you for coming along with us on this crazy fantasy adventure. Now, let me roll this giant blue d20. Don't yes. do it. Ooh. It's not too bad. It's an eight. Mm. Well, I rolled an 11, so you have no chance. And I rolled a five. Last time on Make Believe Heroes. Our adventurers arrived in a strange castle. 
uh, in the thundering circle. As they all tried to sort of gather themselves and figure out what they were going to do, along with all of these devils and elementals that had also escaped from the sinking circle as they were being chased and attacked by the Forsaken, they weren't sure where to go from here. And they also weren't sure where they were. And that was when Vance wandered over to this simple throne, which was marked with an ancient map of the Nine Hells that had corners of its compass-like structure marked out. And they realized this is actually the home of some legendary being. Some legends say that it was a madman who sought to destroy the Hells. Others say it was a great king devil who sought to unite the Hells. Regardless, it had been abandoned as long as anyone could remember, and as Rowan, the water genasi bard who has somehow wound up in this happy band of, or not so happy band of adventurers, told the stories, Vance revealed to them all that he had that very figure with him and that it was Howler, the devil that inhabits the Hellburner Blade. They all got some rest and decided they were going to have to set out from this place. They were going to have to try and reach the Forsaken Circle, do something. Problem is, there's only one way out, and that's down through this tower, this castle called the Blade of Stone. And it just so happens to be riddled with dangers. And that is where we begin. With all of you, along with these stragglers, heading down the stairs, making your way through this tower making my way down tower that's what i was about to <laughs> I say was too. <laughs> so what's the layout here what's what's happening what's going on we're in a tower saul is smoking so we're actually like you're, don't well you're not necessarily like mid walk down just, the stairs we're just i think the last thing that was said was basically howler had addressed the room and was like and then we all, went them to all bed. you had already gone to bed and he was like you know, shall we, basically? So, Howler, does this mean you're going to go in the front? Uh, Howler has backed into Vance. Ha 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 Got him. But he can, he can speak to Vance and relay the message to you. He speaks in Vance's mind. No, that would be too easy. Vance. Yeah. I guess I'll lead the way since Howler... I guess he's being a wimp. What's up with him, Sir Vance? Nah, he's fine. He's fine. It's pretty simple. We have the literal key to anything that lies ahead. I think it only makes sense for you to lead. Why are you afraid to lead? <sighs> You're the only one that knows this place. I'm a tactician peasant. Everybody is kind of like congregating with them- themselves, you know what I mean? The people they're familiar with right now, uh, even though you've all sort of agreed you got to work together to get out of here, most of the people in the room are still sort of reluctant to that thought. What's Char doing? Is Char kind of bunched up with this group? Just kind of putt-putting around like you do, looking around, not really paying attention, but kind of paying attention. Okay. It's like he's paying attention without trying to look like he's too invested. You know what I'm saying? Well, you see as Marie approaches Saul, Misk, and Vance, who are standing there together speaking, and uh, she walks up, looks directly at Vance. Well, human, it appears that you have spilled the beans concerning your sword friend. Beans. Are you ready to lead us into this, what did he call it, blade of stone? 
I'll take the lead. Finally. All right. Well, that makes sense to me, as you have the owner of this establishment in your head. Is he in your head? In his heart. He is in my head. Okay. I suppose. But more so in this sword. I see. Well, if you would lead the way, I'm certain that the rest will follow. She motions toward the staircase. Saul inhales deeply on a cigar. I go down the stairs. Let's out all the smokes. But I look before I go. Those are the burning circle. Let's go. Anyone else can follow. Miss is going to be like right behind uh, surveillance. Okay. I'm following behind them. So you all step toward the staircase and Vance begins making his way down. And Howler speaks in your in your mind. You hear his voice. Just watch your step and I'll let you know if there's anything too dangerous. All right. Yeah, hopefully you do that because I don't intend to die here. I would assume not. And I have no interest in that. I am watching my step. Okay, watching just your step. One, just one step. Give me... Uh, then I watch the next step. Okay. As you're watching your steps... And after that, I watch the next one. <laughs> give me a perception check for your step watching. For all three? That's a... He's looking uh-huh. at his modifiers. 11. Okay. You're watching. It seems like... That is definitely a step. Oh yeah. I love steps. You head down the steps, those following behind you. You go down a pretty large flight of stairs, and then it turns to the right. You all enter into this next floor. Uh, you descend the staircase, and everyone sort of files out around you. And it is a large stone room, not much different from the one that you just left. It is very dark. Uh, I believe all of you have dark vision. You scan the area. It is a sort of a circular type room. You realize that it's barren. There's there's nothing... No vegetation. Yeah, no vegetation. Zero. There's there's no no ficuses. Is it, was it, is, is it ficuses? Is What's it, a ficus? Uh, no sponges. No people. But there are... No children. As you enter, you do notice a few things sort of decorating around the walls in this room. And one particular thing in the center. What you see is this. You see eight banners hung around the room. Hung on the walls. Large banners that stretch from roof to floor. They are in order and colored and each bears a certain symbol on it. There is a red banner bearing the symbol of a flame on it. There is a reddish-orange sort of banner bearing on it the symbol of a... uh, It's what looks like a stone that is melting. And when I say reddish-orange, it's like a burnt orange color. And the red is like a deep crimson, dark red. Then you see a dark brown banner bearing on it a stone fist you see a like a hunter green type banner hanging bearing on it the likeness of you see it's got like an insect like creature on it sort of looks like a mosquito 
then there's a deep blue banner bearing on it a water droplet, but the top point of this drop looks like a blade. Then you see a lighter blue banner bearing on it an ice. It looks like an icicle, uh, but it also looks like a weapon, like a dagger. Then you see a, uh, a light sort of gray banner with lines across it depicting what looks like, like a, think like a symbol for wind. And then, of course, there is a dark gray banner with the symbol of a lightning bolt on it. And all, all of those here that are from the Non-Hells recognize these banners. They, they very clearly represent the eight reigning kingdoms of the Non-Hells. The Burning Circle, the Melting Circle, the Quaking Circle, the Sinking Circle, the Drowning Circle, the Freezing Circle, the Whispering Circle, and the Thundering Circle, where you are all now. Which ones is Char's again? Char would know that he is apparently of the melting circle. Melting. Smelting. The fondue circle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so what was his, uh, what was the symbol on his banner? It looks like a, like a melting stone. Char looks at it th- and thinks for a minute and then like quickly averts his eyes like he wasn't looking at it. And then he, he gets a little hungry. Oh, yes. He's always hungry. Oh, no. Before each of these banners, these tapestries, uh, there are two things. A seat, a simple stone chair, and beside that seat on the floor, think like a brazen sensor, like a black bar. No, like a like a like a metal bowl. I know what you. Mean. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so a bowl. Yes, that is what you see. Oh, and you see one more thing in the center of the room. There is an enormous pillar, uh, maybe twenty feet in diameter. And it is an eight-sided pillar. Oh, gosh. Marie steps forward and scans the room and sees it all. And she says, well, isn't this quaint? Uh, yeah. It's something. Howler, you got anything to say about this? What do you, I mean, what do you want me to say? It looks pretty obvious to me, doesn't it? It does to me as well. This is a council chamber. You know which spot is the Howler's, right? Misk. Yeah. That means you go to our tapestry. So I would like to investigate that general area a little closer. If How possible. high is the pillar? It reaches from ceiling to floor. Oh. Like it's it's going into the ceiling and into the floor. So Saul says that to Misk and she look, kind of looks at him and then she's like, okay. So she goes over to the tapestry. She's just going to like look around it and check out the seat and it is completely clear of anything except for it is like the bloody red that you would recognize and associate with your kingdom with the symbol of the flame on it there is a simple chair and a simple sensor bowl laying on the floor beside it put some fire in that bowl so i got a question are we like stuck in this room I'm just asking, like, is this like we're in a room that is full of stuff and there's not a open door? Or an exit? Yeah. There is no exit that you can see. Okay, so we're kind of like a, well, I would say a puzzle, even though I don't know. People have sort of spread out and are looking, or walking around and looking. But the only thing that matters is what you four are doing. And this is Dungeons & Dragons. I look for a loose stone. Okay. I ask the Howler what to do. Howler speaks in your mind and says, I don't know. <laughs> this is new to me. Press down on the D-pad for a hint. I didn't set all the precautions myself. 
romance. I just simply suggested that they, my followers, create some, and this is one. It seems that it's going to take some thinking. Why don't you look around? Misk is over there looking at the bowl or whatever. I guess Saul's right there next to her, too. Yep. Well, I guess we could give this a shot, and she pulls out a dagger. She's obviously going to, like, get some blood. Sit down first. Sit down first? Sit down first. You're okay with me cutting my arm? No, I'm just kidding. I'll cut it. So, <laughs> shut up, Vance. JK. So she sits down. <laughs> she sits down and then takes the dagger out. The moment that you sit down, the symbol on the uh, banner sort of explodes with a fireball spell and you die. Exactly. Oh. No, it just sort of glows. Not like a bright light or anything. It just, you can just see, especially in this very dark area, that it sort of just emanates some light. The emblem of the flame. So that happened before she cut herself? It happened the moment that your body touched that chair. Sweet. Saul, we need to try to get someone from each banner to sit down in the chair. I mean, I sat down in the burning circle and it reacted in some way. Maybe, I have no idea. You got any ideas? All right, devils. He just like yells to the room. <laughs> I need a representative of each of the circles to sit in their appropriate chair. And he's, like, going to start going around and figuring out who fits what and see if we're missing any. You see there's already a uh, the the one white-haired devil uh, female who sort of giving you guys a little bit of trouble but has come around the last couple of days. She's already sitting in the chair for the whispering circle. Uh, Char, and you're walking around talking to some others and seeing what you can do. Char, what are, what are you doing at this moment? I looked for a stone. Did I find one? You're, you're just looking for, like, a rock? Yeah. Roll me a perception check. I want to roll me a perception check. I got a two plus... <laughs> oh. No rocks. Three. Five. There are no rocks. Dang. Nice. Are there any stones? No. It, I mean, this place is made of stone, but there's no loose stones. Okay. So Char says, I'm out of ideas. Char. Well, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. I'm curious. What? He was going to melt a rock. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, what was your plan? <laughs> I, I knew what he was doing. Okay, I, I, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> but I could tell by the DM's reaction it's not the right way to go. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I'm not metagaming. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that at all. Uh, I just genuinely didn't know what you were <laughs> thinking. So, okay. I sit in the, the fondue chair, the melting circle. You sit oh in it. Gosh. Okay, you do. There is a glow uh, emanating from the symbol of the melting stone. Some would even say it glows like Pinocchio. What's what's Servance do? I go to the thundering circle chair. Okay, you walk over to it. I sit down in it. You sit down in it, and the light on the banner sort of flickers... I'm not sure that's going to work. Hmm. So I get out of the seat. Okay. What was the pillar in the middle of the floor again? Just a giant pillar. It's just a pillar. In the middle of the room. Hmm. Like a gigantic stone structure connecting the roof and the the ceiling and the floor of this room. So is the ceiling the roof? (laughs) 
So do we have someone to represent every chair? There are not the devils chairs? here for each of the eight reigning kingdoms of the Nine Hells. Who's really good at pretending? You have no one here from the Quaking Circle. You have no one here from the Freezing Circle. You have no one here from the Thundering Circle. For sure. Okay. You have Burning, Melting with Char. You have Drowning with Rowan. It, it, technically, he has not sat down, but he is technically from the Drowning Circle. Uh, and then you have those from the Whispering Circle. There's a chair and a sensor, and one person has rolled a perception check. I'd like to roll the perception and an investigation. Okay. I, I can roll the investigation. One. I asked to roll an investigation earlier, and you ignored I, me. I didn't hear it. I, I can apologize. roll an investigation. Saul, Saul's going to... What do? are you going to do, Saul? What is your goal here? Misk, currently you are in your chair. And Saul is going around talking to people. Oh, I could do a perception or either one. Saul is going to roll me something. He's First, he's going to tell me what he's doing. <laughs> what you doing? I'm very much interested in the tapestries, like more detail of what's going on on them. And is there anything behind them, like the chairs and the braziers? I'm like, can I just like make a sacrifice in the in the bowls that is the equivalent of the other circles or something like that? That's basically what I'm looking for. Roll me an investigation check. Well, it's not great. Yeah, uh, it's a seven. Nice. You look at the tapestries, and just like everyone else that has, you notice that they are clear of anything except for the symbol. They're a normal cloth. They don't seem to have any particularly strange factors about them. There's nothing behind them, just more stone wall. You just notice that people sitting in the seats seems to have them activate in some way. There's no markings on any of them that might explain anything. The tapestries seem clear. The chairs seem clear. The sensors seem clear. What is the thread count in the tapestries? Hi. <laughs> Saul, goes over, Saul goes over the quaking circle chair and sits down. There's no reaction. Saul uh, pulls out a dagger and cuts his hand and pulls it and drops blood into the brazier. You pour the blood into the bowl and the blood, after a moment, just is absorbed into the bowl. Ooh. But there is no reaction on the tapestry or anything like that. Interesting. Uh, what about when he was telling, you know, the places on that back of that did we ever figure out what the back of that throne meant? Like, did we did we say, you know... Uh, Sir Vance knows. I have Sir no Vance? idea if anyone else knows. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. But if it's like the ones that's not represented, maybe we need to put blood in those saucers. But maybe it needs to be Sir Vance's blood. You're saying the ones that were marked off or the ones that weren't marked off? The ones that were marked off. Because we got representatives for each chair, but those three, I think you said? Or maybe four? Uh, you I don't, don't you know. don't you don't have one for the thundering circle, the freezing circle, uh, or the quaking circle. Uh so for the I'm trying to see what I could actually I don't know that I have elements for that. I don't have any cold magic. I was thinking like I, I could do a cold magic for the freezing circle or whatever it was called. But I don't have any cold magic or lightning. I don't have anything for that either. I've got poison. And radiant, and necrotic, flames. Mm, that's a good point. I have all sorts. Of, I'm gonna. I have minor illusion. Mm. I can minor illusion something. That sounds elusive. All right, uh, Misk. You're looking around while people are kind of wandering around trying different things, and nothing's working. Roll me a perception check. I got a ten. Man, you guys are doing great. 
We're doing great. You're never Yay. leaving this room. We are the best. You notice nothing. From where you're sitting, you see nothing out of the way or Miss nothing just interesting. Like, Miss just like crosses her legs. Yeah. And she crosses her arms. She's just sitting there like, hmm. Okay, Vance. <sighs> no idea. You're the only one that hasn't done anything. Snacks. Come on, Vance. This is your you, This is your chance. This is your time, Vance. This is your time. Your time. This is your chance, Vance. This is your time. Chance, Vance. I. He's rolling his dice. Am. Doing what? What are you looking at? What am I looking at? I want to look at the pillar. Okay. And I want to check it out. Okay. Perception or investigation? I want to use either because they're the same. Okay. And neither one's great, is it? No. Okay. But that is a 16 total. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) You walk forward. You're welcome. You begin looking at this pillar, and you hear Howler speaking in your mind. There's something on there. Step closer. Uh, and you kind of step up and kind of run your hand over the stone pillar, and it is—it has eight sides, but it's a—you know—it's like I said, it's—it seems to be going into the ceiling and the floor, like it stretches between the floors of this castle. And as you run your hand over it, you notice that there are these scratchy words, letters carved into it, sort of over and over. At first, it looked like a. Uh, like like a design, you know, like a pattern. Mm-hmm. But now that you're up on it, you can see that it's actually script in Infernal. Ooh. And Howler translates in your mind. Progress requires sacrifice. Oh my god. I kill everyone. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, roll initiative. Just kidding. It would appear that something has to be given up. It would also appear that... Uh, Something is going to have to be paid for each of the kingdoms. At least that's what I would do. That's what it looks like. So here's where you're at. You've got someone sitting on the burning circle. You've got someone sitting in the melting circle. You've got someone not sitting but over by the drowning circle like they could. You've got someone from the sinking circle. You've got someone from the whispering. So you have people for those available. But you do not have anyone for the thundering circle, the freezing circle, or the quaking circle. What do you do? What was the symbol on the quaking banner? The quaking was like a stone fist. Freezing was like an icy dagger. And the thundering is a lightning bolt. Hmm. I approach the brazier for the quaking circle and just shake it vigorously. You shake it. (laughs) And it lights up. Just kidding. Nothing happens. Uh, It just, nothing at all happens. You hate me. Oh. I was about to say, I was joking. There's nothing else on any of the pillars, are there? Just one pillar. I mean, on the other sides of it. No, it's just like a repeated... Repeated phrases. Mm -hmm. The thing is, we don't know what Servant's just seen. Progress requires sacrifice. So, I say out loud, Progress requires sacrifice. The Howler finally decide to help. They all sort of turn and look at you. Miss stands up, kind of like, you know, why are you saying that? Because it's kind of aggressive, that statement. But then, you know, <laughs> looking at the... Well, I mean, if, if Howler stands up and says progress, or I mean, advance, progress requires sacrifice. I agree. Like, that's scary. What if for the, the freezing circle, you know, the symbol's a dagger, I mean... Maybe maybe sacrifice a dagger. 
Rowan speaks up from across the room and he Good, goes, Good, I need somebody. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense now that you say it. After all, the Freezing Circle is home of the most dangerous and malicious killers, assassins, if you will, in all of the Nine Hells. So, Misk has a dagger, and she's going to walk over to the uh, Freezing Circle okay. and put her dagger in the, the bowl. Mm-hmm. You put it in the bowl, and nothing happens. Hmm. But uh, Azuris, Rowan, steps over, he goes... Perhaps this could help. And he like says an incantation. Ice, ice, baby. And it frosts over the blade. And when he does that, the light appears on yes. the thing. Booyakasha. I knew that was going to work. Interesting. Uh, Saul cast Mage Hand. Okay. And he puts the Mage Hand making the symbol of the Quaking Circle in the bowl for the Quaking Circle. Nothing happens. Hmm. The symbol? Like, yeah, a, like a, it's like a, stone, a fist. It's a stone That's fist. Not good. Failure. Does anyone have earth magic? I do not believe so. Let me check. What, what sort of earth magic, human, says Marie? Uh, I don't know any earth magic, so... You want us to just summon some dirt? That could work. This room is comprised of stone. Perhaps we could just chip some off and use that. Well, Char tried. Char tried to find some. Well, yeah. And apparently there was none. Just no loose stones. Or Char didn't see any. Oh, that's right. He left his glasses. Yeah, someone across the room goes, there's a rock here. <laughs> Picks up a rock. <laughs> hey, that's my rock. <laughs> Do you, like, rush over and take it? Give it. No. I, I just walk over and say, hey, yeah, we could use that. And I don't, like, take it from him. I just kind of reach out my hand. Because I don't want to be a jack wagon, you know. Yeah, he, Char's not known for that. This is one of the what? devils from the sinking circle. He just sort of hands it to you and gives you a weird look. So, quick question about this devil. Mm-hmm. Is he wearing Prada? No. <laughs> wow. That's a hurtful stereotype. I'm sorry. I hug him. <laughs> you have a rock in your hand now. Yay. Oh, actually, a couple rocks. I hit him with a rock. You have two or three rocks. Make it into a stone fist thing. I cast shape stone. I don't have that. I get out my... Let's see. What equipment do I have? Do I have any chisels? I have a backpack with adventuring gear, which I believe has a uh, manacles. I could clap those on somebody. Hammer. There we go. And a crowbar. I use the hammer and crowbar to chisel it in the shape of a fist. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ten hours. It works. It works. Uh, As you're doing that, <laughs> some of the rock falls down into the sensor. Because are you sta- are you standing over there near it while you're doing it? Yes. Yes, he no, is. No, I'm doing it off in the corner so nobody no. can see. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm hunkered down. So you you wait till you completely get finished, uh, and you walk over and you put the little stone <laughs> oh. hand in there, and it is uh, it takes like 45 minutes. People are getting really impatient, and it doesn't even really look like a fist, does it? But it, it works. See, guys, ingenuity. Saul whispers. To Marie more than once that we need him to die as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) That seems tricky, doesn't it, since he has your soul locked in a blood contract. (laughs) My head. And then Misk hears that. She walks by and she's like, we're really good at fixing those. If she just walks by. (laughs) Really? You've you've fixed blood contracts before, said Saras. Yes, actually. Yes. My ears ring every time. 
we talk about killing Char. I'm not sure exactly how it would work, but perhaps, you know, perhaps it'd be survivable. Survivable? Hmm. Nah. So around the room, you have people standing by their chairs that have been chosen, you know, to sit in the chair and light up their tapestry. The only one that remains untouched, unhelped, is the thundering circle. I have a lightning spell. Do that. It's not lightning, it's thunder. Yeah, but the symbol's lightning. That's true. It's not going to work. You're not going to work, Vance. Oh. That's true, because I tried and it didn't work. Thunder. Bring the thunder. Lightning and thunder. So what is it? What is it requiring? What what is the what is the what spell is the requiring? It's the symbol is a, a lightning, lightning bolt. What what is the oh. spell requiring from these? What does it say? Is required for progress. Pizza. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. So so far, what's worked is putting actual like a physical item that fits. Like mm-hmm. Saul cut himself, but that didn't do anything because there's no blood circle of hell. I put the hell burner blade on <laughs> the thingy. Are you serious? On the sensor? Yeah. And we died. Oh my gosh. Except not. I don't really do that. No, he said no, he does. No, I'm saying, are you, do you do that? Mistakes were made. Um. Lean into it, Jeffrey. Does uh, the hell blade thing talk to you while you're doing I that? I mean. Yeah, he's going to. That's why I'm asking. Have you, have you, what are you doing? I was thinking about it. I wouldn't. Yeah, that that was my second thought. I'm not sure there's any magic in this place that could harm this blade. But sacrifice doesn't sound pleasant. True. What about that horse? That's a good thought that I forgot that I had. Because we haven't oh. used it in a long time. Saul's horse? No, that no he... he can summon the steed. Oh, and the lightning and... hailburner blade right. kind of horse thing. And if he summons the steed, like it, even if it dies, he can just spring it back. No. Oh. Yeah, boy. That's gonna. You're gonna have to have a bigger bowl. <laughs> While all this is happening, mm-hmm. Char stands up and he's got. Okay, I carved a lightning bolt out of the other stone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take it over there. I, I start casting a spell. Then he way. pulls out his cell phone and takes out the battery and puts the battery because it's electric. He doesn't, but you, you've got a lightning bolt stone. Let's say you have a lightning bolt stone. Yes. Okay, you take it over I there. I do that. You put it in there. I put it in there. Nothing happens. <laughs> Woo! It's going to take Vance 10 minutes to bring us a horse. We're not going to do 10 real life minutes, but it's going to take 10 minutes. Let's wait 10 we minutes should. in real life. Is anyone going to try anything or do anything during those 10 minutes? Mm, after the... Uh after Misk does the dagger thing, you know, she's been just walking around. She's just going to go sit in the um, burning circle chair okay. and chill. You got her sitting there. You've got the lady with the silver white hair sitting in the, uh, the whispering circle chair. You've got Rowan now sitting in the drowning circle chair, but he keeps getting up and looking at it and then sitting back down and getting up and looking at it. After a few minutes, actually during this 10 minutes, he uses a uh, create water spell and fills his sensor up with water. Uh, and when he does, the light comes on. And then you've, you've got the one guy who found the rocks sitting in the sinking circle chair. you got the rock in the, in the bowl for the quaking circle. Char, what are you doing over by the melting circle chair? Are you sitting in it, or are you... I melt a rock. Okay, you take a rock over there, put it in the sensor. What do you do to try to melt a rock? I use my create flame. Okay. Produce flame, not create flame. 
Should I roll for that? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me, uh, roll me a d20, and you can, you can add, like, your, whatever it would be, like, a spell attack bonus to it. So, 15. 15 total? Yes. Being a fire elemental from the melting circle, you find that it's actually quite easy for you to sort of turn this stone into molten rock. Yes. And as it sort of loses its form and breaks and begins to glow, the symbol on the tapestry glows. It's around that time that a storm horse appears. Um, Get in the bowl, boy. Can Miss do something? Do what? Well, instead of sitting in the chair, you know, I don't want to sacrifice myself. I feel like that's what's happening. You gonna die. But I mean, I could put a torch in the bowl and it would be a burning. A t- there's no torches in here. I mean, I can make fire. I don't know. Just keep going. No, I mean, you can do that. Uh, you would just have yeah, to be I'm something. like, I have a It would I just have, have to candle. be. It would have to be something physical that. A candle? Yeah. Instead of being sitting in it. Because, like you said, the. Uh, what was his name? Rowan? He put water in the bowl, mm-hmm. and then he didn't have to sit down anymore. I'm afraid if I'm sitting in that chair when da-da, we're all da-da, sitting da-da. in it, don't I'm don't just do this explode. over the table. If you if you're concerned about it, talk to talk about it with uh, talk to Saul. Saul and well, y'all talk about hey, it. See Saul. if you figure something out. Yes, you had ten minutes. Your time's up. Shut. <laughs> just kidding. After watching the produce flame guy or the produce water guy, Saul would already know to be like. Yes, and like walk up next to Misk and like look at the brazier and be like, produce flame. Yeah, that sounds better than sitting in this chair. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. <laughs> so Saul takes a big drag off his cigar and just drops the burning cigar in the, uh, in the brazier. You get a little flicker, but it doesn't glow. Hmm. And then he uses control flames to make it big and make it look like the symbol. It, it burns bright, and as it is burning and getting hot and bigger, uh, the thing does glow while it's burning. Mm-hmm. You got a storm horse, Vance. What do you do? I say, sit on the bowl. Okay. He walks over and trying to get in the bowl. Uh, <laughs> big, big horse. Uh, but as, as he sort of like lowers his rump toward it, I guess, do horses just sit? Can they just sit down like that? I don't know. They normally don't. That's what I'm they thinking. But they, but they can. But they can. Uh, or, or, I'm going to say he walks over, he kind of sticks a hoof, and then he's trying to kind of figure out what to do. The moment his hoof touches that, all the other banners are activated, and there is a an, an immediate reaction. It is like sucked into this bowl. Uh, it starts like swirling and spinning and is pulling him down into this bowl. At that Jumanji. moment, uh, you also hear the screams of all of the people sitting in chairs around the room. Oh my gosh. And you all see as lightning comes ricocheting out of these chairs all over these figures uh, that are in them. What's what's happening is they're being harmed by a lightning spell rigged into these no. chairs. Electric chair. The figure from the sinking circle, the figure from the woman from the whispering circle, are dusted. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and like I, I was gonna roll for it. You know, I would have rolled out all the damn. Like if it had been one of you, 
I would have rolled, what is it, 8d8s or 8d6s? Holy crap. You would have had a chance to do a deck save uh, to try and reduce some of the damage, but it would have been with disadvantage, and you would have took a sum of damage. That would have been bad. Those two are dead. And by dead, I mean they're they're devil dead. They're dusted. They turn to ash, uh, and they are banished. That's sad. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you weren't sitting down. You're telling me. Progress requires sacrifice. Finally, Misk is like, sacrifice doesn't sound so good. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I've been saying it! I mean, I was fine. No, it's fine. I was totally fine with zapping the flu out of one of you. I mean, (laughs) I know that. I just, I wasn't even thinking that I would just get dusted. I thought, you wouldn't have gotten dusted. I thought, it, it wouldn't have killed you outright. I was like, that's cool. Rowan could put water in it and it still works. I didn't even think about death. Not in D&D, ever. You huh. hear, uh, you hear. Friendly um, neighborhood. <laughs> you hear Howler speak in your mind. <sighs> that was a clever one. Too bad the uh, princess. Decided to get up at the last second. Yeah, that 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 was very interesting. Perhaps they'll take it seriously now. Yeah, that wasn't the most pleasant thing I've ever seen. We probably won't, though. The pillar begins to uh, crack and turn, and as it does, it like folds down, turning into a spiral staircase that leads down into the next area. As everyone is like sort of looking around, the friends of those that were sacrificed are sort of freaking out over on their sides. Vance, you step forward and Howler just kind of rises up in you and speaks out clearly. Progress requires sacrifice. Clever words by my followers. You would all do well to take this seriously. This is not an adventure. This is life or death. And then he walks toward the steps and Vance, you and he descend the staircase. Char sits down and says, I think I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Saul draws his rapier and follows closely behind Sir Vance. Miss does the same. And she's right there with Saul. Some of the others don't move. Like they just like fall down where they're at and just like stay there you see some people like getting sick people freaking out Mari <laughs> follows Rowan follows a few others follow are we just gonna leave them? if you don't come now you likely will have to perform another sacrifice or rot in that room one of the uh, one of those that was from the whispering circle who's now like pretty tore up standing over by the ashes remaining of his friend, says, Die here or die with you is still dead. I pat him on the shoulder and say, Yes, but die here is certain. Die there is less so. I understand. Uh, Just go on. Give me a moment. Saul isn't going to wait much longer for the people that's back there. As you all descend, you you notice that that it seems like they're coming along, most of them, not all of them, Hmm. but most of them are following you. You descend the staircase and you step out onto the next floor. 
Uh, and as you do, Saul, you bump into Servants, who is right in front of you. But you did not see him there. Uh, because the moment that you step off of that last step, you are completely shrouded in magical darkness. Oh my gosh. Nice. Um, People start bumping into you. Misk bumps into you. Oh, sorry. Char bumps into Misk. Stop coming down the stairs. It's pitch black. Get off me, Char. Mari trips over Char, who she's about twice his height. You're all bundled up at the bottom, sort of picking yourselves up, and uh, the moment that the last person steps off, the staircase grinds and spirals back up into the ceiling above you, and now you cannot get out. You're surrounded by utter darkness. Great. Nice. And uh, I actually think that's that's probably the best place for us to stop tonight. Why? In the dark. In I attacked the darkness. The darkness the but why, darkness. though? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hello, tacos, my old friend. We, we don't have time to get through this next one. Hey, hey, uh, I have a question. Yeah. I have devil sight, so I can see normally in darkness both magical and non-magical. Oh, ho, ho. you shouldn't have told him that. Wait till the next episode starts. Whoops. We just broke his game. No, you and didn't. now he's going to figure <laughs> out a clever way to get out of it. I don't care about things like rules. What are uh, rules? <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. And uh, one thing is for certain. This uh, blade of stone, this castle floating in the thundering circle amongst the storm clouds, is no safe place. Yeah, you almost murdered us. Or at least Misk. That would have been really cool. I almost got dead. Can our adventurers survive this trial of life and death? Probably not. Yes. Will they reach the Forsaken Circle? Yes. And if they do, can they stop the Forsaken? No. Probably not. All this and more in some future episode. Probably not the next one, but may- maybe the one after that. Uh, in a few episodes. Oh! Thanks for spoilers. listening. We love you, and we will see you next week. Adios, amigos. We love you. Bye. Same MBH time, same MBH channel. Exactly. Jeffrey forgot how to D and D. Who am I playing again? Servants <laughs> off to wall. Come on, let's do it. Let's do this. I'm Paul, and I'm the DM. Please, <laughs> let's do it. I don't know how we've ever completed a single episode. <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> we just think we have. <laughs> <laughs> all right jeffrey all right all right you can you can do this i play joe <laughs> <laughs> who's joe joe mama <laughs> wow what an alley-oop that was and i play angie <laughs> angie daddy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear God. Felicia, please. Don't encourage Jeffrey. He said Angie. Angie, daddy. You need to go. You need to go. Gosh, y'all.